VoiceAmerica.com. And welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Radio by George. I hope everybody is having an awesome day. Me, personally... I'm having an interesting day right now. Um, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, trying to get back home. And uh, due to a winter, not a winter storm, but a windstorm that happened yesterday, it knocked down all the power lines, so it changed up the dynamics of the entire show. So today um, I'm going to bring on with me to help co-host the show is a great friend of mine. She is soon to be a uh, the best-selling author of a book called Player Hater that you can pick up at any bookstore. Great book. Um, she is uh, a great publicist as well as a marketing person as well. Her name is Katrina Chambers. She's going to join me right now on the radio by George. Katrina, you on with me? Yes, I am. What's going on? Nothing. It's Sounds like we're doing better in Nashville than you are in Columbus. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's it's been crazy up here. Not only did we suffer the biggest loss <laughs> in history for the school against USC, but we're also out of power. So I guess that correlates. You know, we have no power, and we had no power on the field. I guess ah. I don't know, but. Um, no, it's uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, we we there, there are trees everywhere. It's been like wow. sixty or some odd trees on the roads, and uh, power will be out up to seven days up here. When did it? When did you lose power? Well, we lost power during the course of the day yesterday. Oh, yes. Um, for for some people that may have been watching the Tennessee Titan game, they were playing in Cincinnati, and there were wind gusts up to sixty miles an hour. Which 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 changed everything, and we're getting the the effects of um, Hurricane Ike. So yeah, it's uh it's pretty bad, but to say the least, I got a flight out of here in a little bit and um you know, it's 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 tough. But, you know, I want people to feel free to call in at any point in time still. Um we have a great show lined up for everybody today. Uh, we're going to bring on in a little bit uh Reverend Paula McGee to talk about our topic of the day, which is uh sexism. You know, um we we both know that the popular thing around the country right now is this whole thing with Sarah Palin. You know, we talked about it last week on the show, and she's uh, news the McCain ticket. She's going to be vice president. Well, supposedly wants to be the vice president of the United States. And the bottom line is, you know, is she a gimmick or the real deal? Did you and catch her on well, Tina Fey portraying her on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to see it, but I, I, apparently, uh, you know, when you're dealing with women, you know, especially in a so-called place where men have dominated for years, is it okay for her to be attacked the same way as a man? Because they're gonna, they're, some people want to say, oh, you're being too harsh, it's sexism, or is, is she fair game? Oh yeah, I know she needs to be prepared. I mean, it's. I mean, but but my question is, you know, you being a woman, 
how do you how do you perceive it? How do you see it uh, playing out in terms of if is it okay for her to be attacked under these circumstances? You because know, I would say, from a woman's standpoint of view, that it is perfectly okay. It is fine to attack me as you would a man. The only place where I have a little hesitation is the fact that uh, during her her race for candidacy, Hillary cried on us. Mm-hmm. You know. So she just got kind of frustrated, you know, and and cried a little bit. So, but you know, I, I guess um, you know, we're talking to a lot of females around the country now. I guess they're saying that she's um, she this McCain ticket has become more popular than Barack Obama. They're starting to see themselves. You know, uh, the one common theme that comes up is that they perceive her because she looks good she's she she is sexy you know she the way that she has in the glasses and the hair pent up and you know men find her attractive and quite frankly you know she is she is cute and i don't listen to anything that comes out of her mouth <laughs> you know it's just that she's a good looking woman um how long do you think uh people will you believe this because you know at some point in time you have to ask yourself the question: If something were to happen to John McCain, uh, God, uh, hopefully it doesn't happen. But if something were to happen where he couldn't fulfill his duties as president, do you foresee her um, stepping in and doing a great job for the country? Given where we are now, you look at what's going on in the newspaper today with the financial situation, the wars, uh, dealing with foreign policy, education, health care, dealing with all these issues. And because of her lack of experience, you know, do you, right. do people, will people really feel comfortable with her making these decisions, these, these huge decisions for the, 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 the greatest country in the, in the world right now? Right, and I don't think it's because of her lack of experience. I don't think people had the confidence in her that she needs to to say if something were to happen to McCain, she can step in without a doubt. I think there would be doubt, you know, that she could not step in office, and it's because of her lack of experience. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think so many pe- women are are for her, or well, why do I you... Think, I think where we're torn is, you know, when Hillary and Barack were going against each other, it was so historic because you had a black man and a woman. So either way, it's going to be a first. Mm-hmm. But And now, as a woman, again, we're divided, you know, with those Hillary supporters to go with a black man or a woman for vice mm-hmm. president, which is also will be the first time in history. So this is a historic election, and now, you know, we're a part of it as a voter and so you want to, you know, of course you want the person that you choose to win. And I think people now are torn between supporting as a woman. I would love to see a woman be in vice president or president. But as a black woman, I would love to see a black man in office. So Yeah, that's an interesting now, perspective. Are in uh, September, you know, I've decided now based on just, you know, what they're saying. I've made my decision, you know, a few months ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I am an Obama supporter through and through. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think um, you know, when you uh, look at it all, the whole situation 
between Barack. I mean, this is a historical time period. You know, one way or another, you're going to have a African American um, in the in, in the in the seat, or you're going to have a woman uh, part of the uh, administration. Um, you might uh, uh, Trina, turn your mic up just a little bit more on the back side. Where the back of the uh, compact? Just turn it up just a tad bit. But um, with, given with that history that's going to be made, I, I think people and what I've done and what I've learned to do. And what I'm learning to do is not necessarily looking at what they're saying, and but more or less looking at the essence of of who they are, you know. And, and you mean saying one thing is cool, and then the the, the the having the derogatory statements about each other's campaign. But I just look at the pure intentions of of each individual that's going to go in there the, of the administration. And I have to be honest when I look at the McCain party it just looks like a gimmick it looks like a huge illusion to to mask everyone to try to get everyone that everyone that's bitter that hillary didn't make it um he they're just trying to bank off of that right and it's um it's unfortunate but you know given you know where women are where they stand today you know you look at sexism and there's such a, a fine line you know, how do you say, because men, we get grilled to the to the bone. You know, Barack has been through hell and back. Mm. You know, McCain's going to go through hell and back. So so when she's stepping into the political game, which is the nastiest game of them all, um, why should there be rules, especially for her, because she's a woman? Because guess what? She's going to deal with real, real world issues, some hard issues. Right, and if you're if you're on the administration, you're the vice president. You've got to be able to have thick skin to stand in there, woman or no woman. And you know, there's going to come out where women out there feel like, well, she's being mistreated or being treated unfairly in the media and portrayed this way and that way because she's a woman. But guess what? Politics is a dirty game, and I think people out there need to understand that. You know, and even within the workplace, and churches, and schools, and um, just at regular jobs. There is uh, a fine line, you know. Um, at Fox, I work at Fox, and I go out there every weekend, and there, are, the women that work there um, are gorgeous. And you know, men say flirtatious things, but it can be miscued the wrong way. And guess what? Mm-hmm. You got a lawsuit sitting on your hand. Right. <laughs> you know, right. so it's a fine line. So I guess from uh, a woman's per, uh, perspective, just in the regular workplace. How do you find that medium? When is it cool? When is it not cool to to, be, to have fun, to be to be joking, to be friends? And because women really have the power in all of this, if you think about it. Hmm. Well, this is Taj. I, I put there. And I, Hello. I weigh on, on a part of that. Trina. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear Taj? Can you hear me? Um. Yeah, I can hear. Her, yes. Well, I wanted to weigh in on part of that question when you asked, um, um, should we treat Palin any different than we would the men? And I say, absolutely not. That was one of the things that deterred me from Hillary Clinton. As Trina said, when I witnessed her crying, uh, in a, in a, um, in a, uh, 
what is it, what was she doing? It was a conference, and she started crying because she was so emotional over the subject. I kind of lost, lost confidence in her because mm. she's, dealing, she's going to be dealing with countries who doesn't even respect women as, as a human being, and you're walking in emotional? You can't be emotional. You have to be steadfast, strong, and hard. You have to think like a man. So I, I really believe that the uh, election is training ground for anybody who goes into that, that, uh, that office. And I get tired of people saying, you know, Barack doesn't have any experience as a president, but please tell me who does if you haven't been elected for a second term. No one has uh, uh, experience being president. It's a, it's a situation where you're learning on hand as you go. So the training ground is the election uh, process, and they're going to be badgering her and practically trampling over her because you have to be strong enough to lead a country, one of the strongest nations out there, and we cannot afford to have women being uh, hormonal or menstrual on the job. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Trina and Taj and Reverend Paula McGee will join you guys on this topic. I will catch you guys in the back end. Have a great show. And please, please call in or I am uh, me at radiobygeorge at yahoo.com for any questions. You guys have a blessed one. Have a great show. Fly safely. Bye-bye. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know what it takes to reach massive success? Do you know that if you change your thinking, you can change your life? The Development Connection with host Amy Himes will give you the keys to reach ultimate success. Each show will feature topics to help you reach personal, career, and business ownership success. And you'll learn how to enlarge your vision to move ahead in life and within your organization. The Development Connection with Amy Himes is live every Monday on Voice America at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Listen today and move forward to tomorrow. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Radio by George. Eddie has just stepped on a plane en route to Nashville, and you are here with me, Katrina, and the other half of the George Empire, Taj George. Are you there? Hola. And I think we also have on the line Reverend McGee. Yes. Hello, Hi, how are you? Reverend McGee, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Great, you sound a little low. Are, are, can you turn the volume up some on your phone? Reverend okay. McGee, are you still with us? Is, is that better? It's a little better. We'll work with it. Okay. And for those of you who don't know Reverend McGee, she's been on Radio by George before, but a little bit about her. Uh, Ms. McGee ended her basketball career to pursue her life's calling to preach. She earned a Master of Divinity from the Interdenominational Theological Center in Atlanta and a Master of Arts in Religion from Vanderbilt. She is currently completing a Ph.D. in Women's Studies in Religion at Claremont Graduate University. Reverend McGee is a pioneer and a trailblazer. Her achievements include starting a sports management agency where she represented her twin sister in the WNBA she was also the co-founder of Christian Business Success Network, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training and providing support for Christian business leaders. She is an ordained minister and the former dean of chapel at Fisk University. Welcome, Reverend Paula McGee. All right. <laughs> Glad to be here. I've been listening to the conversation. And, <laughs> and what do you think? Does, uh, does, is it Sarah Palin or Paulin? Me and Eddie were going back and forth on that one. I believe it's Palin. Palin. Well, I guess that's part of the challenge, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> By now, we should have heard her name. I mean, she's she's, she's part of the presidential ticket, um, but most people have been saying Palin, so I'm assuming that that's the way we. Yeah, I'm following the, the media. And I'm sorry, Tosh, take over. I got a cough again. Okay. So um, when I came in, because I'm also. Um, kind of dipping in. I'm the ghost uh, host today. They have me filling in for Eddie. Um, Eddie and I were just discussing, um, do, do we think that Palin should have different treatment from the guys? And I totally disagree. I, I, I really believe that, that the election process is training ground for these women because uh, as much as all of them want to say no, uh, Barack doesn't have any experience as president, who really does? I mean, you're a senator for about 100 years. Does that make you presidential ready? Well, well, I think it's it's um, a real challenge because part of the reason women and African Americans um, don't have experience is because the system is not set up for women and minorities to easily get in the system. So exactly. it's kind of this um, catch-22. I think that this has been, um, like everybody was saying, a historic election, and we're going to learn a lot about this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I preached earlier in the, last year, and I talked about how we were going to see um, really racism and sexism, um, at, and I was pretty much on point. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that part of the challenge is that we still look at racism and sexism based on individuals, and we don't talk about the systems that are very racist and sexist, and exactly. we don't talk about white privilege and male privilege. Part of the challenge is there are a lot of questions that come up for women that never come up for men, mm -hmm. um, because especially white men, white affluent men, we have to talk about that because it, it, it's a lot of money to run for any election. Exactly. And what Obama was able to do is just um, um, phenomenal. I mean, he did mm -hmm. an excellent, I mean, he Rest was able numbers. to pull people in that had never been in the election process. He was mm -hmm. able to 
um, actually build this campaign on $25 donations. That's never happened in the history of this election. So there's a lot about not just race and gender, but also class. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But what we often forget is that we don't have to talk about white privilege, elitism, as well as um, male privilege. There are a lot of questions that never get asked of a white man. I've never Mm -hmm. heard people say to a white man, well, how are you going to spend time with your children? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, who's going to take, and, and I tell people, even with me as a minister, um, that if I'm pastoring or traveling, I, don't, I happen to have any children, so I've been able to do what I'm called to do without a lot of hesitation. But mm-hmm. um, Because they never ask pastors, well, um, when was the last time you're home? But if you're a woman and you're traveling, you need to go home and take care of your kids. Right, right. That double um, standard. You're my, those are your kids, et cetera. So, there are a lot of questions that have never been raised about men because men have been able to travel and to kind of dictate their own destiny without question mm-hmm. because people assume that their wives or the first lady is going to handle all of the children, that sort of thing. So then when you put a woman in a power position, then we have to question all of those categories, these gender roles that we've assigned only to women. Right, right. And then she has also the question mark of the uh the sick baby and the teenage pregnancy. You know, she is no, dealing no, no, with right. a lot, but, you know, well, these I, things all, I'm sure didn't I, happen I, the day she decided to run for vice president. I agree with Eddie what he said earlier, that politi- politics is a dirty game, and whether you like it or not, I think you have to admit that the Republicans have excellent games. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Um, because they have been able, because when it first happened, I was telling all of my friends, I said, I feel like I'm back in college when I used to watch the soap operas. And it's one life to live, and it's yeah. Friday. <laughs> and, and, and I'm waiting to one up in Obama right now. <laughs> it's like we got to wait over the weekend to yeah. see what, what other is going to happen. Um, when they told me that she was the vice, I said, this feels like a soap opera. Mm-hmm. You know what? Last week I was listening to the Steve Harvey show, and he had D.L. Hughley talking about Sarah Palin. And he used a really good metaphor, actually. It's kind of stuck with me. But he said that Democrats are sort of like checkers, and the Republicans are like chess, meaning that the Democrats are more direct, you know, one jump here, one jump there, where the Republicans, they strategize more. Right. Because choosing her was just clearly a strategic move, where you have to make two or three moves ahead. Yeah, whether this was a gimmick, and I said, no, I think that you're underestimating the Republicans if you think it's a gimmick. It was very strategic. Right. And the sad part is... The part that disappoints me is that it's actually working. Right. Um, the, the many people who are, quote, unquote, undecided Democrats who are jumping to Republican because they, they're so into her now. And that, that's the sad commentary because I think we, and part of what I'm disappointed about is, and I, and I really did love the spoof on um, Saturday Night Live. I thought that was excellent. I haven't was, seen it. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. And uh, YouTube it. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, because, that's how but, I watched it. But the sad commentary is that we really, um, with all of this attention about how she wears her hair and that she's attractive, etc., it's completely pulling us away from the fact that the world is in trouble. It is. And it that really whoever is. is in the seat is going to have to speak to these issues all over the world, it's going to take at least two administrations, probably three the next 12 years, just to clean up the mess mm-hmm. that this Bush administration has put us in. And mm-hmm. I'm a lot more concerned about real issues 
and actually trying to, I mean, I, I tell people that you know you're in trouble when Ed McMahon, that we all saw on TV every year, so we know this man went to work, mm-hmm. um, and a celebrity 85-year-old man is losing his home. I right. said, that, that's a problem. Um, that gives you an idea of how bad the situation is. And if you know if Ed McMahon is losing his home, then you know what's happening to everyday African-American women okay. that are raising right. Um, The health care situation, I mean, student loan situation, and with all of these major institutions, I mean, Bank of America is vying for these countries and, and vying for these companies, and, and, and we're, we're going to see this even being more difficult, meaning people like you and I, it's going to be more difficult for us to get a home, mm-hmm. more difficult for us to get credit, more difficult for us to get student loans to get into the institution to actually make money to build oh, wealth. Yeah. And look at the, the financial crisis this morning that everybody was talking about. And then I heard uh, John McCain say that, uh, America is still good financially. He doesn't even see it as a problem. No, not when you're sitting on billions of dollars. Yeah, but I couldn't believe he would say that. I mean, and and Biden just went with it. He said, I could walk from one side of the nation to the next and ask everybody, are they okay financially with the economy right now? He's like, there wouldn't be one person that would agree to that. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I okay. couldn't believe you have to be a multimillionaire to say that everything is economically sound right now. And I'm, I'm hoping, and the bigger thing that I'm hoping is I'm hoping that people will actually get out to vote. Oh yeah. Um, 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 I'm trying is- to vote twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna vote under my maiden name and my married name. <laughs> I just can't, because so, I'm. You know what? It's scary. It's scary to think what would happen if the Bush doctrine continues with John McCain in office. It, it's scary. Well, I'm. I, I. But the one thing that I am very pleased with is that at least for the first time in a long time, we're actually having some real discussions about race and gender. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think that these are not good discussions because I think that uh, it's becoming, we're not really dealing with the real issues, and uh, even with um, the fact that they're not talking about Reverend Jeremiah Wright anymore, but the fact that he got so much publicity and this right. became such a big issue, and, and this sense that you can take one little issue that, again, distracts us from what we need to be doing, distracts us from what the situations are. We stop talking about the war, and mm-hmm. we start talking about, uh, Sarah Palin's hair. We start talking about issues that are not critical mm. uh, to people getting to the vote to vote. Because, and part of what we often forget is that America is set up as the place that is the standard for democracy. Mm-hmm. So, if we appear to the rest of the world that we can't even get it right here, uh, then what does that mean for democracy? And I'm not talking about the Bush form of democracy. I'm not talking. I'm talking about what this country really has been founded on and this sense of that, that we is for the people and that we go in and we elect people that we think represent the issues um, that serve the populace. But Okay, we're going to uh, have to go to commercial here in about 30 seconds, but I want to encourage the listeners to call in or chat Radio by George at Yahoo Instant Messenger, but give us a call. We want to hear your questions and we want to hear your comments in a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Radio by George. And I am with Taj George and Reverend Paula McGee, and we're talking about sexism in politics today. So if you want to call, please call in, 866-472-5787, and join us in our conversation. All right. All right, ladies. So as women, on one hand, we want to be equals. So if people are as hard in criticizing us as they are on men, if we cry sexism, aren't we contradicting ourselves? Well, can I, we say bring it on? Well, I think that that was part of the, the challenge in which of the questions are sexist and which are just questions about leadership. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing with Barack when people were saying, um, why was it, uh, why did you, like I, I heard a lot of people say, well, why did you find it um, racist when I said that Barack was articulate? I said, because he has a degree from Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you don't usually challenge, you usually don't, usually don't comment on people from Harvard as being articulate. But since he's a black man and you don't expect black men to be yeah. articulate, that's what makes it racist. Right. And so right. the same thing is with the sexism. Yes, you're supposed to challenge every credential that she has. You're supposed to do that for anyone running for this office. Mm-hmm. But it's when the questions that you don't ordinarily ask come up, that's when it's sexist. Precisely. Um, you don't spend, and even though it has happened a lot in this election, you usually don't spend a lot of time talking about somebody's hairstyle. Right. Um, it's only when women get into the election that all of a sudden we have to um, critique what suit she's wearing. Um, right. Hillary's wearing pantsuits. And, <laughs> and I don't think we've ever known as much about a vice president's family as much as we know about hers. And we just met her like two, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and we know everybody in her family, and including, you know, the pregnant daughter, the grandkids, everybody. And she's the vice president. But, yeah, you're right. We've taken all of the attention off of uh, McCain. Yeah. There's pictures going around, uh, circulating around the Internet with her in a bikini holding a gun, her kids holding beer bottles. I mean, people are interested, and they're not focusing. So is that sexism? I think at times the pictures that I've seen, yes, they they are. I, I'm going to uh, well, blame somebody in her McCain family for leaking those. Because there's no way that the media could get those pictures unless someone leaked them, and you know, or Photoshop. <laughs> are there any Are there any pictures of McCain in a swimsuit? No, right, right. None at all. Um, I think that uh, um, some of the questions. I mean, some of the issues that we do uh, that are interesting. I mean, I think that one of the things is that because this is the first time that a woman has actually was actually running for president as a viable candidate, with and this election made everything so very differently. And part of the challenge is just trying to compare Hillary and Sarah. I think is a good way to talk about, um, and, and the fact that I think I would have been um, a lot more comfortable had they been talking about her. Um, in the very beginning, has she been one of the Republican candidates? That would have made this a different discussion. Right, but the fact yeah. that she comes into the picture at this point is why the fact that she's a woman becomes a critical issue. Mm-hmm. Had um, had Hillary not been on the Democratic side, we can almost believe that he would not have chosen a woman, and he right. clearly would not have chosen this woman. Right. It yeah. almost seems because like there were you know, partly was a pawn. Yeah, every every uh, when I was listening and reading prior to him selecting her, they're his top four choices by political experts were all men. And so, this is what I mean about whether we like it or not. I think the Republicans, uh, I, I do agree that they play more like a chess game than um, and and part of that is sad because I would I, I really do want the Democrats to step up, and we cannot afford for them to not play the game well. Uh, they've been at this game for a while, and we cannot afford, and I'm, I'm obviously Democratic, we cannot afford to lose this one. Um, yes. And I'm, I'm a former athlete, and my thing is you change your game plan. Right. You come right. with your best game, even if it's not your usual game. You come with your best game because you know this is the national championship, and we have to win this one. Right. All of the other ones don't count. This is the right. one no holds for the money. Exactly. Um, and, and the kind of work that has been done on this campaign, I mean, Obama really has done a great job, and so I'm hoping that the Democrats will, after all of this work, as well as with everything that happened with Hillary, 
that I'm hoping that the Democrats, I mean, even now, the fact that we're spending this much time talking about <coughs> this woman from Alaska, mm-hmm. uh, again, means that we've got to get the Democrats to come and, and do more work, because we cannot let this election, with everything that's um, at stake, come down to whether uh, we, we think it's about sexism or the fact that she wears her hair or, um, as your husband said, she's um, really kind of attractive. And I'm not going to talk about the fact that he said because she's attractive he can't hear what she's saying. I'm not going to say <laughs> this is your husband. But, but <laughs> do you think that decision that they made to put her as the vice presidential nominee enough to win, to really sway, people would vote that way because... She's a woman and her family and the whole, you know, son in Iraq. You know, is that enough? That is the, I, I wish that I could have some kind of research or some kind, but everything in this election, there is no research because there's nothing that has ever happened for, because everything in this election is now new. Mm-hmm. Even the polls, you've got to question the polls because the, a lot of the people that are following, a lot of those polls are done on landlines, but mm-hmm. a lot of the young people that are supporting Barack don't have landlines. They're on cell phones. Right, right. Um, and so this election has brought up a lot of issues about the way we do politics. It's, bought, it's definitely made us think about how much the media play. Um, it's made us look at branding. I mean, this is the first time in history that you see presidential candidates on the cover of People magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm watching McCain on The View. <laughs> yeah. Obama was supposed to be on Saturday Night Live on Saturday, but because of uh, Hurricane Ike, he had to postpone. So, But this is my point, is that our presidential candidates now spend more time on entertainment shows, and obviously because these, these shows reach a larger population of people, but my point is that We've never seen elections this way. We've never seen American politics this way. We've never seen world politics this way. Mm-hmm. So this election is going to, even the scholars probably have not done any, they don't have anything to compare this to. So we're going to learn a lot from this election. But my hope is that I hope we don't have to uh, have another, we don't, I hope that our lesson is not from having McCain and the Republicans in the office again. I'm hoping that oh, we don't exactly. have to learn that way. Right. But you know what? I have a question for you, too. Do you think that the world, um, or not the world, but the country, that they would be better able to adapt to a black man president or a female vice president? I think that we're going to have challenges on both fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, from my, you know, I'm a woman, so I think that that sexism is uh, much, goes much more, I think we acknowledge racism more than we do sexism, meaning as a black woman I'm always, um, I'm, I'm, you know, my mother taught me how to deal with racism from a very early age but mm-hmm. not with the sexism. The sexism is a little bit okay. I mean, the perfect example is that I work in churches, and uh, no matter how much education I get, no matter how well I preach, I know that the sexism in churches is because it gets kind of supported by God and, and all of the ideology and the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I think most of us have been trained to look at race first, but we don't. We haven't been trained as, as well to look at sexism. And as black women, we have to deal with both. 
Mm-hmm. Part, of, part of what I was disappointed, and I had this discussion with several of my, my, my classmates who, who you know, are feminists, and we were having this discussion, and they were trying to support Hillary. And this was early in the campaign, and I kept raising some questions. And so finally I said, but isn't it interesting that with as far as racism and sexism, shouldn't black women be in the forefront of the discussion? I said, yeah, but mm-hmm. you notice that nobody's putting a mic in front of black women. Why is that? Because mm-hmm. black women aren't even included in the discussion. They don't want to hear us. But I said, if, if there's anybody that knows firsthand racism and sexism, shouldn't black women be in the, the forefront of the discourse? Most definitely. No. They, Most they definitely. have not put us in the forefront because... Right. Um, it still becomes about race, and much of the civil rights movement, most of the movements in our country, um, women have had to take kind of a back seat, and black women have had to take a back seat in both the women's movement and the civil rights movement and in, in, in the sense of black nationalism. Mm-hmm. Um, women, black women have always had to kind of say, you sit and be the co-pilot but not the pilot. Right. And so, I was curious, I was really looking forward to hearing Stephanie, uh, is it Tubbs-Jones? The one who recently passed away that was the... That was supporting Hillary Hillary. Trump. When, you know, at the convention, she was going to be one of the the primary delegates from Ohio. And to hear her now in support of Barack, you know, as a black woman who is known politically, mm-hmm. to see what she had to say uh, in favor of Barack. Now, you know, with uh, Hillary out of the race, Unfortunately, we'll never get to hear that. But when you mentioned about a black woman's voice and what she had to say, I think she would have been a great example. Yeah, but that that's kind of what I'm saying. Of all the powerful African-American women, both in politics or, or in other areas, they were not in the discourse. We They did not put black women in the front of this discourse. And if, if there's anybody that would have been... Uh, I mean, there's a few um, women that began to speak later on, but not. but there were only a few voices. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that is the challenge, that usually black women are asked to just deal, be a part of the race. We've got to deal with the race first. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is we have to face both racism and sexism every day. And sometimes I'm always saying, okay, which one was it today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that might have been, be- no, that was because I'm a woman. You know, that was, and, and sometimes, I, you know, I have to wrestle. I'm not sure. And then sometimes I'm like, well, no, they just don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was very happy when Oprah stepped up. I mean, that was the the hugest, most important endorsement he probably had. Yeah, that set the tone. Yeah, we but we we're not sure where um we and because we haven't seen her. All right, this is our last break. We'll be back again. Call us eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? 
Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. There's a purpose revolution sweeping the world. Now more than ever before, in the midst of so many things they could do, people are asking what they should do. Since 1991, John Stanko has been helping people all over the world answer these questions. Now John is bringing his purpose message and philosophy to Voice America, where you will hear from people of purpose like John, who have found what they were created to do. Join John and his guests from around the world every week on his show, Your Purpose Quest, 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern right here on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. And we are back. This time it's Reverend McGee and Katrina. Taj had to step out and go pick up Eddie from the airport. So he will be back with us next week. Reverend Paula, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Now I wanted to go a little bit back on Oprah. And uh, is do you think that Oprah is wrong for saying she won't bring Palin on until after the election? Oh, I didn't know about that. I didn't yeah, well, what she's saying is that she doesn't want the show to be a political tool, but Republican women are saying she's betraying women and have called, actually called for a nationwide boycott of Oprah. Wow. Right. Isn't that crazy? But but doesn't Oprah have the right to do what she wants with her own show? Well, I think it'll be interesting to see how much, um, because Oprah's show still is about ratings, and I know she got some um, bad ratings uh, about maybe six months ago because she said something that that same group of probably Republican evangelical Christians didn't like because uh, she did not. She said something that made her not look like a traditional evangelical Christian. Mm. Um, so I, I think this will be interesting to see how much power she has and if she actually, and, and then how many numbers that these viewers have. Uh, I don't. She said she doesn't want it to be a political tool. Does she have anyone else? Does she have um, Obama and Michelle on the show? Has she had um, McCain? No, she hasn't had any of them on the show. But you know, she did do a couple of Obama's dates appearances, big rallies. Right, right. Early in the early in the race, I remember right. that. Um, That's it, as far as I know. But yeah, they none of them have been on the been on our show. So basically, they're saying that they want her to have Palin on the show. Right. And so has Oprah had um, Hillary on the show? Because, I mean, if she hasn't had any of these political, if she, she hasn't had any of the candidates on the show, 
then I think she's right. She gets yeah. to choose who's going to be on her show. But yeah, she, she hasn't had any any of them on the show. Right. She went to supported Obama through his rallies, but she has not had anyone used her show as a platform. She has used herself as Oprah. Right, but see, that is the... I mean, can you separate Oprah from Oprah's show? Right, because the thing, what the pressure is, is because she's a woman. They're saying bring on because she's a woman, you know? But, right, but but if Hillary was not on the show, then I don't think that you should pressure um, Oprah to bring on um, Sarah Palin. If she, now, if she had already had Hillary on the show, Hillary being the first woman to run for president, then, yeah, I do think that it would be fair for Palin to be on the show. Yeah, but if that hasn't been the case, it's Oprah's show, <laughs> right? And that's what I, I feel. At the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, it's Oprah's show. Oprah has worked hard and amassed this huge uh, platform, and she has this huge audience. But she can use it as she sees fit, and she has said that she's been consistent with that. That my shows are things that I believe in, that I'm passionate about, that I think that can help change the world. She's been consistent with that since she started the show. So now for her, because someone threatens a boycott, for her to change what she normally would do, I don't see that happening. Yeah, that that would, but I, that's the first time I've heard about that. But this is, that's kind of the the challenge. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, that's one of the things that I think is going to be interesting, and I'm really um, interested that after this election to see some of the, one, I, it's going to be, Part of what has been interesting, we really don't know how this this is going to turn out. I mean, we right. don't have an idea. Right. Every time we think we know, yes, um, we, we we have more surprises. Now, one of the things <laughs> that I do think we're going to be able to look at is um, what Obama has been able to do um, in pulling in people from. Um, and we do, I do think that what we've seen from this election is that we do really, as a country, need to really work on this political process. It, we just need some, some, some things to make this a lot more fair, a lot more just. Um, and I think that there's going to have to begin to talk about the media and the part that media is playing in these oh, elections. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how those problems will be solved, but we, we're definitely going to learn a lot. And I'm hoping that at least people will begin to have some... Um, I'm, not, I'm not interested in any more of these kind of hype conversations but I really am interested in having some more critical conversations about race, gender, and class. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that we are missing is that it takes a lot of money even to be in the race. Um, uh, Obama surprised a lot of people by being able to even just raise the money. And um, I think that we're going to learn a lot. And I'm hoping that we will get, um, um, I'm hoping that there are some, maybe some, 12-year-olds, 16, 21-year-olds, 30-year-olds who are now some African-American women that are thinking about running for president. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, I think that is happening, definitely. I think now for women and black people or people of minority, period, there is now a new standard. And, and I'm hoping that at least more people will want to be a part of the process. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that more people want to go to law school. Right. Um, I'm hoping that more people will be engaged in even understanding how the process works. Yeah, there's uh, no limit. I mean, that's the highest, you know, office in the land, and it can be had by anyone. And and, and that's not completely true. That still is a bit of that American mythology because, like I said, to just be in the game takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of access. 
and this is even rare that the fact that Barack has been able, and we've also got to talk about Michelle. Michelle is brilliant and has been um, very much also helping this work. Yeah. Um, but but I think we have to be clear, and I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell young people that anybody can be the president of the United States because that's like telling people that, that anybody can be Oprah Winfrey. That's not true. Um, mm-hmm. The system is not set up for anybody to get to these very elite. Only a small number, it's like the lottery ticket, only a small number can even be considered for these positions. That's um, true. That's well, the way what would racism you say? Is. We're here in the last closing minutes. We have about uh, three minutes till close. And, Reverend McGee, what would you, a closing statement, mainly for women, as dealing with sexism, which was a topic uh, of discussion for today, but what are some closing words that you can say about it in general? Um, like I think that um, I think that um, Eddie was on point when he talked about politics is a dirty game, and so what I tell all women, no matter what game you're playing in, be the best at it and know your game. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that means is that sexism is not going away, racism is not going away, classism is not going away, but that does not um, that does not exonerate you from not doing your best and being fully equipped. In other words, if you're going to get taken out of the game, don't take yourself out. Be prepared. Be the best. But understand that racism and sexism still exist. All that means is you have to be the best at what you do. Well said. And I'd like to add to that, too. If you do have an opinion, you want your voice heard, the only way you can do that is to register to vote and get out in November and vote. And if you're not going to vote and be a part of the process, then my piece is then don't enter the conversation. If at all. You have no voice, literally. If you're not going to be a part of the process, then sit on the sideline and just cheer. But because if you're not going to be a part of the process, you don't, have any, you don't get room to enter into this discussion. That's true because the latest polls, have, they're showing, you know, very close. And we remember what happened eight years ago. It was only a few hundred votes. Oh, yeah. So um, we, we all know that the process is not perfect, but be a part of the solution um, and not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, thank you, Reverend McGee. As always, it's been a pleasure having you on Radio by George, sharing your insight and your expertise. And... Um, We will be having you back on again to continue this discussion as we move into more debates between the candidates, and we definitely want to have you back on and talk about this some more. I would love to be back on the show. I always enjoy it. Thank you. All right, and to the listeners, thank you for listening to Radio by George. Join us next Monday, 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern, and Radio by George, we're out. Bye. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.